Rush into Old Navy today for up to 40% off store-wide on your favorite styles like jeans from $19 and sweaters from $15 for adults. Plus, redeem your super cash now to save even more at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. 40% off and super cash valid 1021 to 1029. Select styles only. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm so glad that you joined me tonight. Whatever part of the world you're listening to me from, I am really, really excited that you are here right now with me. Tonight, I'm going to be continuing the series, The Believer's Authority or The Authority of the Believer. I'm going to be going to be continuing that and I'm going to be teaching tonight on um, how to take your authority. So this is um this is part eight of of what I've been teaching on and I look forward to you being with me tonight, learning some things. If you have any questions or prayer requests or testimonies or comments or questions, you can feel free to email me at firetalkradio2, that's the number two, at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. So but bef- uh, before I go into the message right now, I'm going to play a song. It was written by the, the worship school. Uh, the Bible colleges they have there, it's uh, River School of Worship, and I'm playing all this music with permission. I'll be right back with you. We heard that you was coming, a hope to save the
comments and opinions expressed during Blog Talk Radio commercials and ads do not necessarily reflect that of myself or my Christian beliefs, especially the new ads promoting the consumption of alcohol. Hello, 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 hello. I am back with you, and I'm trying out a new microphone. I'm kind of excited about it, so I'm doing all kinds of little things uh, different. I'm having to get used to it, so we shall see how it goes. Um, Let me see now. I am going to be getting into the message here. As I've said, stated before, I do so many different things at once that I'm going to get right into the message here as soon as I get my notes up. Okay. Part 8 tonight, Taking Your Authority in Christ. So how does one take their authority in Christ? How do you take your authority? How do I take my authority? First of all, we surrender completely to God. We surrender every area of our life. For example, Jesus, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he he said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So he was basically praying the prayer of consecration, which means not my will, but your will be done. So that, he, Jesus knew exactly, exactly what was going to happen to him because, he, yes, he was 100% man, but he was also 100% God. So he knew exactly what was going to happen. His body, his physical body did not, did not want to do that. But So that's why Jesus said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless not my will, but your will be done. So that's complete surrender. Obedient to the point of death. And number two is, you have to die to yourself. If you're not walking in authority over sin in your life, you can't expect to walk in authority It's like cleaning a gun. It has dirty stuff in it, and that's why it's all clogged. It's 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 the the sin that blocks us from God, blocks our relationship and our walk with Him. And and choose. You this day whom you will serve. In Joshua twenty four, fourteen through fifteen. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your father served 
that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And here it talks about putting away the gods which your fathers served. So basically the idols, the false gods, the the, the idols that their forefathers served. Well, what idols are you not putting up for the king? Is it Facebook? Is it television? Is it Game Boy, Xbox, and the like? What is it that is consuming your time, that's stealing and robbing time from you from you that you could be spending with God? Now, is there anything wrong with watching a, quote, clean show or TV Things like this. No, there's nothing wrong with it in as long as it's appropriate and it's not gonna you're not gonna let into your your eyes spirit, you're not gonna let in your eyes, your ears, because those are our gates to our soul. That's what we let into our body, I mean into our spirit by watching that. So if you're watching something that's okay to watch Yes, it's all right to watch once in a while, or as long as you don't get hung up on it, that it takes away time from you and the Lord. You may have thought, my goodness, I really want to press into God. I really want to spend time in his word. I want to spend time with him. I want to spend time in prayer and worship. But then you say, I'm just going to go on Facebook for a few minutes. I want to post something really, really um, awesome it's about God. I want to share it with my friends and witnessing them. Then before you know it, three hours have gone by and you're so tired. You, you don't have any energy left to spend time with God. Anything that is that we put before God, that if he asks us to let it go and put it away, if we can't do that, it's an idol. Like, for example, if you had a really expensive car, and you just love that car so much. You just love it. And the Lord asks you to, to sow it into somebody's life. But you don't want to do it. You're having a hard time to do doing it. If you cannot let go of that, then that's an idol to you. And we need to let go of those gods, those little those gods with a little G, those idols. If you live in the flesh, you will reap corruption. Galatians 6, 7 through 8. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit Shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. I don't know about you, but I would rather reap everlasting life than corruption. Number three, you must surrender completely to God. 
as I stated earlier, which I believe that might be a a double in there. I think when I was taking notes, I was so excited by surrender completely to God that I wrote it a third time. <laughs> Let's see. And there is this uh, man, I heard about this this guy in Bible college. He wasn't in the Bible college I went to, but he was a teacher of the Bible, and he had uh, he had a really great knowledge of the Word. But he was sitting there at his desk, his picture of girls in bikinis in the background, and uh, he was on, uh, and then he, he, he ripped out pages of the Bible. Because he said he did not believe in it, but really, I mean, he's intellectually smart, especially with the Bible, but did not completely just surrender surrender to God. So the parts that he was ripping out of the Bible was really to take that out so that it can condone his sin. The Bible does say any anything you take out or or put in. In the last days, be careful not to do that. Just don't do it, period. Um, Now, that man had a gift. He had a talent to teach, but we need to be holy in that. And talents are not about you or me, but they're about surrendering completely to God because those are God's talents. And since they're God's talents, they're his, and we need to dedicate those to God. We need to surrender every area of our life to God, our talents and abilities to God. Without him, you and I are nothing. We have to die to self daily. Submit to God and be yielded to him. You can increase or decrease in your effectiveness based on your heart condition. If you are full of self, you will decrease in effectiveness for God. If somebody's heart is right and they are writing songs, the anointing will come. Songs will be given at the highest level of anointing God gives to them. However, if you're in sin and you've got one foot in the world, one foot out, maybe you're dabbling in pornography or lying or fornication or whatever the sin may be, then that's going to be polluted anointing and that's what you're going to get with that song. So we have to be very careful to get sin out of our hearts and take authority over it. So every every sin in your life, in your heart, you have the right as a believer to take authority over that sin. If sin is in leadership, it will be in abundance in the congregation because it flows from the head. Like when Aaron got anointed with oil, it flowed down from his head to the rest of his body. And what the 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 leadership does in moderation will be done in excess in the body. Also, be very careful to know preaching in your congregation. What is their character like? 
that is very important to know what their character is like. I mean, do you, do you know them? Do you know about them? Do you know who they are? Or have you just heard heard what they're like? I mean, when there's a common denominator going throughout your church or from your congregation telling you, don't ignore it because it's not just a coincidence. I'll give you an example. There was a pastor in Bible college, and he told us this story. And he talked about how when he had a church, he had his he, at his church, he had heard about somebody that had just a really great anointing, and he he had great great crowds and just a really anointed man. Well, he didn't know anything about him. Just the hearsay. So with all the hearsay, he didn't bother to check him out because he heard how great he was and he was hearing from all these people. So he thought, hey, I'll have the guy come to my church. So he had the man come preach at his church. And uh, the man held a revival there. He laid hands on people. And the guy, I guess, had left for a while. Well, before you know it, there were there were um, these people that were coming to this pastor and saying, there was this older lady, uh, she says, I don't understand. She says, I'm coming to tell you that I don't understand this because I am having all these lustful thoughts, these, these bad thoughts, and I, I never think like that. But all of a sudden, it just started happening, and I don't understand that I can't get free. I want to get free, but I, I can't get free. And then another person came, started talking about they were and having thoughts about uh, these lustful thoughts, these perverted thoughts, and they never thought about this kind of thing before. And another person said, "I've had these thoughts, and and I just I, I thought I had a I thought I had it under control. I thought I was delivered." And then I was having these thoughts again. And these people, a lot of people, like almost all the church came on different occasions and were, were telling him. So he he asked all of them individually, when did you start to feel these feelings, these thoughts, these lustful emotions and, and thoughts? And they all told him around about the same time. And it was when this guest preacher had come and laid hands on everybody. So he had to, of course, go and lay hands on everybody, set them free uh, from from that and help them. But he learned since then. He will always, always make sure, make sure who is laying hands on his congregation because he doesn't, if he doesn't know them, and he could be putting his congregation at risk. If you want to receive what God has for you, you must seek after God with all of your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, with all of you. It says, first seek the kingdom of heaven, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, there may be things that someone says or preaches or teaches that you look at funny or they sound kind of odd, just 
There's a there's an old saying, eat the hay, spit out the sticks. Number four, always guard your heart so that you do not pick up bad spirits. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, always guarding your heart is always a, always a great idea. Always keeping our heart right, ever being in a state of forgiving people and ourselves. And also to forgive people and, our, and ourselves, but also to keep our heart right by not holding an offense, by not um, having unforgiveness, by not having things in there just to keep being in a in a state of repentance and uh, just keeping our heart right. Allowing God to, um, allowing him to be, to be obedient to God when he asks us to do something. And um, now in church, if you're in a Holy Ghost filled church and you are in a place as a book of Acts church and Somebody's getting set free. Maybe they make a call for somebody's having who is depressed and or they're suicidal, and they just um, they need to get free. So the pastor casts the devil out, and the Bible talks about when the devil's been cast out, it goes to and fro, searching to find rest, uh, but finds none. And so it finds seven stronger than he is, uh, seven devils stronger, and brings it back into that person. And I can I can actually look that up as we're speaking. But um, while we're while we're, while I'm talking about that, I'll look it up. So it talks about how how um, when they're going to find that. See, if your heart is not right, and you're in a church service like that. And you are, you are, you're there. I'm sorry, I'm trying to type this in. So, but. Okay, here we are, Luke 11, 24. When the unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through waterless places seeking rest and not finding any. It says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, actually, I'm going to go look that up. And that's Luke 11. Go back to my other website. See, sometimes I, I, well, I have a lot of things. A lot of the scriptures are are already written down and, and thought of, but sometimes the Lord will just give me, say, hey, look this one up, please, for me. And so I'll do it. But it talks about here, I'm going to read it out of, hopefully I'm reading it out of the King James, yeah. I'm going to uh, continue from... I'm going to read it again. 24, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. 
He saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. This is me talking, which basically means the person he got cast out of. Okay, back to the Bible. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. This is me talking. Basically, what does that mean? Um, not getting in the word, not worshiping, not going to church, not fellowshipping with believers, not not practicing the presence of God. Okay, back to the Bible. Verse 26. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. So basically, when the person when a person is delivered of something, I don't know if you've ever um like for example, when they're delivered of something, it may be something like alcohol. A lot of times people people don't understand why if if they've been they're done with um say pornography and alcohol they're they're they they're, they maybe don't have a problem for two three months six months and then something comes and they go back to it and it's harder and harder and harder like like the alcoholic drinks more say he only drank four beers before this time he has 10 beers uh, and it gets stronger and stronger and then with the um pornography what turned a person on before is it it's more hardcore it, it's it's uh something uh violent that that uh they never would have imagined themselves watching before because of the seven stronger spirits that have come to reside in that person. So another thing I'm going to be teaching on is, is demonology. Uh, not quite yet, but I'll let you know when. I'll give you a heads up and you can mark it on your calendar. So since what the aforementioned of what I'm saying, when this happens in church and somebody's getting delivered, that spirit's cast out, well, it's gonna be it's gonna be searching around trying to find somebody that it knows is not living a holy life or maybe has unforgiveness. And if that person's heart is not pure, if they're not right with God, it's gonna enter that person. It's gonna harass them. So if you don't feel like your heart is right and somebody's getting cast out, a devil's getting cast out in church, just say, I plead the blood of Jesus, God protect me, and then God will protect you. But the ideal is always, always have your heart right. Because first of all, not just because of these things mentioned, but you don't know when your last breath is. In fact, if you were to die this very second, do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven? God loves you so much. has a great plan for your life. The Holy Bible reads, We have all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you want to make sure you're going to go to heaven, mean it with your heart. 
and repeat after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead and are coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. I forgive everyone who ever hurt, neglected, or abused me, including myself. I release them to you. And I ask you now to fill me with your peace, your joy, and your love. Amen. My friend, I want to tell you right now, it gives me the greatest pleasure to tell you that every single one of your sins are forgiven you right now. Always remember to run to God and not from him because he loves you so much. He has a great plan for your life. All of heaven is rejoicing right now because you said that prayer. Now feel free to email me and let me know you prayed that at firetalkradio2, that's number two, at yahoo.com. Talk radio 2 that's number two, at yahoo.com. If you need prayer for any reason at all, call 866-857-4837. That is 866-85-RIVER, R-I-V-E-R. Let them know you are listening to me on Fire Talk Radio, and they will, they will make a note of it, and they will pray with you. I'm excited that you prayed. I'm excited that you're here with me tonight. Now, number five is purity. To remain pure, which kind of is uh, piggybacking off of number four, that we instantly repent and do what God says to stay obedient and pure and surrender completely to God. And when we surrender completely to God, that is when the authority comes. Because authority only comes when you are in a place of surrender. A lot of people have a hard time with surrendering because it 
it means to them it might mean lack of control they don't have a control over the situation or you know what do they they just have a hard time with it but it is in surrendering that we gain everything we don't lose it we don't we lose control to let god control us he's perfect and he knows exactly what we need how to touch us and where to touch us and how to help us help others help us the power of god is flowing out of you and it's flowing out of me you don't want that that river flowing out of you to be impure you want it to be a pure flow you don't want the flies that are in your ointment to get on someone else when you lay hands on them just like the story i told you about the pastor who brought the other pastor to his church and he didn't know anything about him and there was a infestation of lustful spirits there. Surrender completely to the will and plan of God. That's number six. Just like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. He surrendered completely to the will and plan of God. Just like he told God our Father, he said, it be thy will let this cup pass from me nevertheless not my will but yours be done um, when he said that that was him surrendering to God's plan God's will so that was So if we go to Luke, it's in uh, Luke 22, I'm going to say in 41, we can start there. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and began to pray, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours, be done. Now an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. So the angels came to minister to him. Again, once again, that's a prayer of consecration. And I, I since I had, had touched on that a few times, I wanted to find at least one scripture in the Bible that had that in there so that you would get an idea. Number seven, submit to God. God is a supreme authority. And there's delegated authority like our pastors, our spiritual leaders, our pastors, those over us in leadership in the church. Um, another example of authority would be a police officer, um, somebody, a sergeant over a private. And 
we need to submit to authority that's over us. Not if they tell us to do something illegal, but we need to we need to submit to them. And also with with uh, talks about in um, I hear that siren. I don't know if you do, but we just pray right now that um, Lord, whatever's going on, we just thank you. Right now for helping them, Lord, whatever is going on. Thank you, Jesus. Now in Hebrews thirteen seventeen, it talks about, I'm going to start in 16. And do not neglect doing good and sharing. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls. As those who will give an account... Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable to you. So that's an example. We need to submit. Now, when we submit, that's an the the more that we can submit to that as we submit to them and as we submit, it says submit one to another. Uh, and as the wives submit to the husband, and once again, according to the word of God, according to his will, nothing illegal, nothing that's against the word of God. But as we submit to our husbands, as women, as the wives submit to their husbands, then we are, once we're able to do that, then we're going to, we're going to be able to Submit to God. It won't be a problem. If you have a hard time submitting to your husband, you're going to have a hard time submitting to God. Now, you can increase or decrease in your effectiveness, in your authority, by the way you live your life. Number eight. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Jesus followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. He he says, I'm not going to say anything except what the Father, Father tells me to do. Um, I have to look that one up. Hopefully this is not making a bunch of key sounds to you, but... Uh, he basically said, I only say what the Father... Yeah, I only say what I hear the Father say. See, I don't want to just, like, paraphrase it when I can look it up. <laughs> as I as I said, uh, um, I I do put, put down a lot of scriptures, but some, the Lord just says, please look that up. John 12, 48, He who rejects me does not receive my sayings, has one who judges him... The word I spoke is what will judge him at the last day. For I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to do what to say and what to speak. I know that his commandment is eternal life, and therefore the things I speak I speak just as the Father has told me. 
So that would be, for example, like if you were doing something like, uh, say if, like an illustration would be if I was whispering in your ear, uh, if you had to quote a poem that came up to you and you didn't know it by heart, so I'm I'm there and I'm saying roses are red and you repeat roses are red, violets are blue and you repeat violets are blue and then keep on going like that until the, it's completely quoted. It's just like God says, tell them I love them. The Holy Spirit says, God loves you. He wants you to know he loves you. Your Father, your Heavenly Father loves you. has a great plan for your life. Okay, now, that is number eight. And I have gotten this. I have been, this has been coming to me on and off, and it keeps getting stronger. So I am going to deal with it. I feel that somebody listening is suicidal. They've been thinking about killing themselves, or they're going to be listening and they're thinking about it. Now, I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying to me that you are planning on doing something to hurt yourself. I want to let you know right now that it's not God's best for you. That's not God's plan for you. Whatever you're going through is not worth it. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but God has come that you may have life and have that life more abundantly. God says before you life and death, blessings and cursings, choose life that you may live. I break the spirit of suicide off of you right now in the name of Jesus. I bind it. I cast it out. I command it to wander barren desert places, searching for rest and finding none. I take authority over you. You don't go back. You don't go back. In the name of Jesus, I speak life over you. In the name of Jesus, I speak peace over you. In the name of Jesus. You shall live and not die. You shall live and proclaim the works of God in the name of Jesus. You shall live whatever is going on in your life. It's okay. It's going to be all right. God is there with you. The Holy Spirit is there with you. And the devil cannot touch you any longer. You need to pick up the phone. You need to call 866 857 Four eight three seven. That is eight six six eight five seven four eight three seven. Or you can email me at fire radio two. That's number two at yahoo.com. I feel a release. I feel a peace in my spirit. Therefore, I know you're going to be all right because God does not reveal it unless he's going to heal it. All is well. I feel it in my spirit. Whatever you're going through, whatever is happening that you thought that way, promise you it's going to be all right. Hell 
has nothing compared to this, the, the worst day on earth, the worst hell you've been through, the worst hurt is nothing compared to what hell is like. But I have a peace. You're going to be okay. I know you are. Thank you, Father. Thank you for revealing that to me. Thank you for taking care of them, Lord. Thank you, Chief. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for taking care of them. Thank you for giving them peace beyond their understanding, enveloping them in your love, and helping them to know that everything is going to be all right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you glory. I give you praise. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just a slight recap. Number eight was following the leading of the Holy Spirit, which is actually what I just did. I followed the leading of the Holy Ghost. That was not in my notes. That had come and coming, kept coming, and finally I dealt with it. Now, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God will always, always agree. Always remember that the Holy Spirit will never go against the Word of God or leave you. He'll never leave you or forsake you, no matter what. As I said, He will never lead you into going against the word of God. This is not in the framework of God. That's why it's very important to study the word of God so that we know exactly what the word is telling us, so that the enemy cannot lead us astray by that. We don't hear, we're not deceived by him twisting around the word of God, and we're not deceived by others and another voice. Which finally, in concluding this teaching, which I am wrapping up right now, brings us to number nine, which is study the word of God. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So... If we can rightly divide the word of truth, we can wrongly divide the word of truth. That's why it's very important before we read the Bible, before we study the Bible, before we study the word, to ask the Holy Spirit to 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 be there with us, teaching it, opening our eyes, opening our spiritual eyes, and not just read it like a newspaper, but ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what he wants us to know. Now, when I was taking these notes, it was when I was in Bible college, so I have a note here, and it says, it's not all about tests. It's about following the Word of God. I think it's very important that we start memorizing books of the Bible and also to to memorize the books of the Bible in order. Not only will it help us get to the the books faster, but we're going to know them in order. And when we memorize whole books of the Bible, 
that it'll be in our heart, hidden in our heart, because the way the world is going right now, the state the world is in, a day may come when it when it's illegal to even own a Bible or even read one or even witness or teach it or preach it or do anything associated with Jesus, the Bible, anything. You may be listening to me from an underground church where it is illegal for you to have a Bible. I pray you've hidden many, many words, many scriptures and books even in your heart that you start memorizing, that you've memorized it, that you're a walking Bible. And I pray that the Lord continue to guide you and direct you and that he keep you safe in your time of fellowship together in underground churches and that you continue to do your missions, your 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 assignment from God, your call, that he keep you safe, comfort and guide you and direct you and lead you and if there be any evil underground spies there, any enemy that he just sift them out and they are brought to light and they are made nil and ineffective. No weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that has risen up against you in judgment has already been condemned. I am grateful to you. I pray for you. And I pray for the persecuted church, our brothers and sisters who are persecuted. I thank the Lord for you, my brothers and sisters. I am grateful for you, for your life, and for your courage to do what you do in the underground church. I am very grateful to God for that. I am, for those of you who are alive, I'm just extending my time to 90 minutes because I'm not going to go over a, a lot, like a real long time. <laughs> but the issue was last time I scheduled something for 60 minutes. The song cut off at the end, and just sometimes I, I talk to customer service about it, and they said sometimes. It's so busy out there, it can cut off at the end, even though it's not supposed to. But anyway, that's another story. (laughs) Okay, so number nine was study the word. Memorizing whole books, the Bible. Because it's very important to hide the word of God in your heart. Psalm 119.11 says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. If you don't know where to start in the Bible, just start with the book of John. And in your memorization, even memorize where the periods are, the quotation marks, exclamation exclamation marks, question marks, everything. Because that way it's going to be relevant in what you're learning and when you memorize it, when when you bring it into your remembrance. And finally, get the word in you so that you can be led by the Holy Spirit and know what his will is for your life and how to live right. So 
um, next Saturday, I'm going to be doing part nine of the authority of the believer, continuing in, in there. Uh, I would love to have you follow me on my homepage at blogtalkradio.com forward slash firetalkradio2, that's the number two. And go ahead and like my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash firetalkradio2, that's the number two. All music is played with permission. So all of the music that's been played is always played with permission by the artist or somebody who has the authority to play that. After this, I'm going to be going to an ad, but I want to tell you, I'm going to go to an ad, and then I'm going to go to a song after that, and it's going to close it out. But I just want to tell you that God loves you. You're accepted as a beloved. You're the apple of his eye. When he looks in a crowded room, you're the only one he sees. He's enthralled with your beauty. You're beautiful to him. He loves you so much. I love you. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. And envelop you in his love. Do you have the call of God on your life and are interested in attending Bible college? Check out the following websites of three awesome colleges. I went two years at these colleges and they are awesome. RiverBibleInstitute.com RiverSchoolOfWorship.com riverschoolofgovernment.com Scholarships are available. Tell them you heard about it on Fire Talk Radio.
rush into Old Navy today for up to 40% off store-wide on your favorite styles like jeans from $19 and sweaters from $15 for adults. Plus, redeem your super cash now to save even more at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. 40% off and super cash valid 1021 to 1029. Select styles only. Rush into Old Navy today for up to 40% off store-wide on your favorite styles like jeans from $19 and sweaters from $15 for adults. Plus, redeem your super cash now to save even more at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. 40% off and super cash valid 1021 to 1029. Select styles only.